Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 216. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to give the review, kind of just basically share what the community is thinking out there in the in the world of Lost as it relates to the season five finale. Man, what a sad occasion. But it was incredible. It was an incredible season, I must say. I mean, the entire season. The entire season, with the exception of the The, Saeed-centric episode for me, but that's okay. Right. No, I was going to say except for the one that we thought was a filler episode. Right. But by far, in my mind, the best best season since season two in my mind season two rocked because absolutely because that's when we had totally rocking awesome john you know we had the what Mm-mm. yeah you know that, that's back when john was you know he, he was the hunter and that's when we had the hatch and we learned about desmond and all this other stuff it was just really really awesome and uh season five was amazing and I, I know I said it during the initial reaction, Stephanie, but I don't think I could have asked for anything more than they they gave us in, in the season finale. And and what I mean by that is all of the it was Jacob centered. Absolutely, it, it was. I, I mean, honestly, would you ever, ever thought that we, that in season five? That we would get a Jacob-centric episode? In season five, no. But I'm so glad that it happened at the end of this season because there that leaves so much more that they can do next season. Mm-hmm. You know, if they would have waited until next season to show us who Jacob was and and to start that whole... I mean, they had already started the story, obviously. But to start unfolding it before us, if they would have waited until season six for that... It would, I think that it would have, it would have hurt the outcome of the story. Yeah. I, I well, I, I'm just glad they did. Did you follow? I, 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 I follow you. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but we're going to get more story because it started in the finale of season five rather than in the premiere of season six. Yes. I, no, I totally agree. We're going to get more, we're going to get more awesomeness because they didn't hold out this awesomeness. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. They gave it to us sooner. And so that just means they got a lot more up their sleeves. Right. Because what they gave us in the first five seconds or five minutes or five, the, the first scene between Jacob and what everybody's calling Esau, um, between that scene, my gosh, that, that's awesome. That is a card. In the, that's a card in the deck that you wait to play until later, you yeah. know? And and the fact that they played it in this They played finale, their ace. Exactly. <laughs> they did. Exactly. That was awesome. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and play two audio clips uh, back to back. Okay. 
And the first one is going to be that first scene. Now, it's not the entire first scene, or maybe it is. I'm not sure. But I'm going to play the audio clip, and uh, just let's have a listen to this real quick. Morning. Morning. Mind if I join you? Please. Want some fish? Thank you. I'll just eat. Take it, you're here because of the ship. I am. How did they find the island? You'll have to ask them when they get here. All right, I'm going to pause for just a second. You're going to have to ask them when they get here. How'd they find the island? Well, this goes back to that whole thing. You know, everything that's made it to this island, these two people have been behind it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. As, who who put who got who orchestrated the whole flight eight fifteen thing? Who's the person who got to Richard Malkin? You know, and and convinced him to get Claire on that plane. It's it's somewhere between these two. Somewhere between these two. Somewhere. But I love that that he's not he's not offering up in any information. You're gonna have to ask him when they get here. That's right. Um, I just want to comment to um, sci-fi fan in the um. In the chat room, I had said that they played their ace and they responded. Um, they have another ace, I'm sure. I have to tell you, I believe they're holding a whole hand of aces. They, they have a whole deck of aces. It's, yeah, somebody said they cheat and they've got a whole handful of yeah. aces. Absolutely. Oh, I see that now. I That was my comment. I didn't even see that they, yeah, they're, they're holding a whole deck of aces. Exactly. So They so, just played the first one. So basically in this clip, uh, it's clear that... Let's it, let's just call him Esau since we don't know his name. That's fine. And 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 if we're gonna have Jeff from Indy, um, Jeff and Indy. He's going to explain to us where that comes from in just a moment. But anyway, um, the fact is is that the Black Rocks on its way there. How did they get there, Jacob? And and so here we go. I don't have to ask. You brought them here. You're trying to prove me wrong, aren't you? You are wrong. Am I? They come, they fight, they destroy, they corrupt. It always ends the same. So this has happened before. Absolutely. It only ends once. Anything that happens before that, it's just progress. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? Yes. One of these days, sooner or later, we're going to find a loophole, my friend. Well, when you do, I'll be right here. Always nice talking to you, Jacob. Nice talking to you, too. And, of course, we don't get his name. Right. All right. So uh, do you know how badly I want to kill you? So these two, obviously... Are, are not friends. They're not friends, and... And Esau, for some reason, cannot kill him until, you know, but he says, he's, I'm going to find a loophole. I'm going to find a way to kill you. I don't care how long it takes. And, of course, I cut off the end where he says, well, if you ever find that loophole, I'll be right here. You didn't cut that off. They played. Oh, did I? Yeah. I didn't hear if it. If you ever find it, I'll be right here. Oh, well, then you're right. Yeah, I didn't cut I it did. off. And then, um, of course, you know, he found that loophole, as we saw in the. Yeah, and the end scene, so. and, and I'm about ready to play that. And Sci-Fi Sans says um, that they looked a lot alike. 
they did look similar. Do you know? Almost like brothers. Almost like brothers. Um, clearly, the man we're calling Esau um, appeared to be older. Mm. But um, I just lost my train of thought. Never, never, never mind. Okay. I, I don't know what I was going to say. Alrighty. Hello, Jacob. You found your loophole. Indeed, I did. And you have no idea what I've gone through to be here. There you go. All right, and so let's go ahead to Jeff and Indy, who has uh, some thoughts behind all this. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Jeff and Indy, and I thought I'd send this clip in along with the sound clips I sent for today. I've heard some people talk about um, Jacob and Esau. Esau is the guy on the beach, his his enemy. Uh, Just for lack of a better term, Jacob and Esau seems to have stuck with people. And I've heard a lot of people compare them to God and the devil. Now, I don't know if I want to literally consider them God and the devil, but they do share some interesting qualities. The opening scene with the Black Rock, where Jacob and Esau were talking about the goodness of man, seemed to remind me of the book of Job, the opening of the book of Job, where God is saying, hey, look at Job, isn't he Isn't he just a wonderful servant? And Satan says, well, sure, because you're giving him all these great things, but he wouldn't be otherwise. Kind of, it really reminded me of that when I heard it. Jacob can't be killed by Esau. He, there has to be a way around it. He can't. He can't do it himself. He's got to find a loophole. Jacob seems to be omnis, om, omniscient and omnipresent because he knew. Well, I guess I don't know omnipresent, but he knew that Locke was going to be thrown out of that building. He knew about Sawyer's mother and father being killed. He knew about Kate going to steal something. I'm not sure what great consequence her stealing that lunchbox. New kids on the block? Really? Really, Kate? I'm not really sure what consequence that would have had, but he was there anyway for them. So There are probably other similarities you guys have noticed, and so this would be a good time to talk about it. Talk to you later. Bye. Jeff, thank you so much. See, I thought I, I didn't think that there was any importance to the fact that it was a new kids on the block lunchbox as much as is that maybe it was like her first offense. Yeah. Like her first time doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And in fact, Jake and Jacob was there to help trying to help set the path so that she would not go down the wrong path. Right there. there it, it, and, and I do recall what he's talking about. And that's Job. what I said on, on Wednesday was that he was at each of their lives at, at, a, at a crossroads point. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. And so, in essence, what we have here is in that story in Job where, where God says, look at my faithful servant. And it's like, listen, they're all bad. Satan says they're all bad. None of them are good. And he says, look at my servant Job. And he says, but you let me tempt him. You know, you, you give me give me a few, t- a few minutes with the guy. I'll show you that he's bad too. And that reminds me a whole lot of this scene. Why do you want me to kill Jacob, John? Because despite your loyal service to this island, you got cancer. You had to watch your own daughter gunned down right in front of you. And your reward for those sacrifices, you were banished. And you did all this in the name of a man you'd never even met. So the question is, Ben, why the hell wouldn't you want to kill Jacob? So there's the temptation. 
And I think this may be the other clip I want to go with that. So now, after all this time, you've decided to stop ignoring me. 35 years I lived on this island, and all I ever heard was your name over and over. Richard would bring me your instructions, all those slips of paper, all those lists, and I never questioned anything. But when I dared to ask to see you myself, I was told, you have to wait. You have to be patient. But when he asked to see you, he gets marched straight up here as if he was Moses. Moses. And notice how, look at all the biblical references in this thing. As if he was Moses. Leading the people through a great exodus. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. In fact, uh, let's see here. Um, here, here, here's here's only Mo- to not make it to the promised land. <laughs> here's here's Moses uh, taking his people on the journey. All right, everyone. Richard tells me we should get to where we're going by nightfall. So why don't you all take this opportunity to rest up and catch your breath? Considering what I have planned for you, you're going to need it. So what do you think that Esau has planned for his people? I. I don't know. They're not his people. Well, he thinks they are. Or he's pretending. Yeah. I think, see, I think that maybe that part just kind of falls into the charade of pretending to be John. He had to pretend to be John. Right. Because Esau as himself would not be able to convince Ben to kill Jacob. Right. That had to only come from the insecurities and the doubts that Ben has about himself because John is now the leader. Right. John's the only one who could place John's the only one who could feed into that doubt that Ben already has. Yes. And that is why we see we've seen Esau as John. Gotcha. Does any of that make sense? It does. Okay. I'll tell you what we're going to Sometimes gonna, I don't understand my things I say myself. I'll tell you what we're going to do Stephanie. We are now going to turn ourselves to, over to the forum. To kind of uh, read randomly different thoughts that are going in there. Normally, I just want to uh, let you guys know. Normally, I would spend at least two or three hours prior to the uh, hitting the record button on this show to to do these things. But my daughter had a special program at her uh, school tonight, and so we went to that. And so, uh, just bear Did with I us. Did I tell you it would be like nine thirty before we you, got home? I had no clue it would be you, that late. You didn't believe me. These are preschool kids. Come on. We Get got here. Home. I think we got here by nine fifteen. Though. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, uh, we are here, and so we're going to just randomly go through these. And and as I pulled up the the forum, the most recent one uh, is started by America, Amanda from Michigan, who which says, "Is Jacob human?" I was looking at that one, and she says, "Discuss." He seemed to be since he looked human. He ate food food and bled when he was killed. Uh, but the opening scene was from the 1800s. He looked like he was 30, gave John life, and Richard an ageless appearance. What do you think? And then uh, do you want to read what Tess wrote? Sure. They did seem like a pair of gods or angels on the beach together at the beginning. The debate reminded me a bit of Kevin Smith's dogma movie where the fallen angels complain about how come humans get to be forgiven when they don't. I wonder if they had both been banished to the island at some point or whether there had once been uh, civilizations on the island. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. On the island, which had long since died out, hence the statue. I have been wondering about the ash circle around Jacob's cabin. I've been wondering about it ever since we first saw it when Ben took Locke to meet Jacob in season three, I think. I got the impression at the time that Ben was keeping Jacob trapped inside the cabin and that the ash ash circle had something to do with it. Hence, Jacob apparently um, calling out to Locke, help me. Still, So I'm still wondering, number one, was it Jacob who said, help me, or was it anti-Jacob? <laughs> number two, was Jacob trapped inside the cabin, or was it protection against anti-Jacob? When the new Jacob team went to the cabin and found it ab- abandoned, they said, someone else has been using it. Does that refer to Christian? I'm assuming I'm assuming dead Christian was just another manifestation of anti-Jacob. When the circle of ash was broken, did that let someone out or let someone in? Who put the ash there? All right. And then, of course, Just Sue is uh, always posting in our forum, and we love that as well. And she says, I'll bet Hurley broke the circle of ash when he was running from the cabin. That could be why the cabin kept following him. Whoever was inside wanted him to break that circle, so it just kept jumping in front of him. If Jacob lived inside that foot, uh, let's see here. I don't see why he had to be in the cabin. Uh, When Alana went to the cabin, she went in defensively with everyone else waiting outside. Did she really expect to find Jacob there, or was she expecting to see the other guy? Why wouldn't she go straight up to the foot? Or go straight to the foot. Isn't it com isn't it common to find burial chambers inside giant ancient statues like uh like that? It felt like Jacob was hanging out in a tomb. Part of me wants to say that he was already dead, except that he bled when he was stabbed. All right, and just so you guys know, there is tons more of that conversation. Well, not tons, there's just a couple more threads, but you can add to it by going to gspn.tv slash forum. And so let's move on to Flash or Explosion next. And in fact, it looks like somebody had, um, it looks like Mark Grace put this together and he put it in as a poll. And this is the first time I'm looking at it. So I'm going, he says, is it Flash, Juliet lives, Explosion, Juliet dies, both, Juliet fries. Ouch. <laughs> I'm going to say Flash, Juliet Lives. What are you saying? I'd say, did you listen to Wednesday's episode? Okay. Well, let's just put it this way. I, just, I say Flash. I would, I'll just tell you, well, of course, there's only four voters on here, but 74 or 75%. Refresh, s- it's 80 because I just voted. There you go. Now 80%. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, um, we'll put a we'll put a link to this right now. Let's do this live poll. And, of course, only those of you who are registered are going to be able to do this. So everybody that's in the chat room right now, please do us a favor. If you have a forum ID, click on that link and go in and vote right now. Let us know. And um, uh, we'll see. We'll come back to that in just a minute. All right. So so cast your vote now. We'll come back to it. And uh, next up, uh, well, you know what? There's a thread called Rose and Bernard, Stephanie. And before that, I think it's time for a random clip. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Bernard! (laughs) One more time. Oh, hell no. Uh, That was great. Bernard! (laughs) 
that was a great line to introduce her back to the story. It was. Perfect. Couldn't have been any better. She is oh, snarky. Hell no. She is snarky. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was great. I loved Bernard's um scraggly look. I mean Yeah, yeah. One one of our friends who was over didn't think it was the same actor. I, mean, I know. They did a good job. So Anne from Germany wrote, uh, started off this thread, thread and she says, is it just me or did Rose and Bernard seem to be on drugs? Kind of hippie-like. They seem to be too relaxed. What do you think about them hiding in the jungle? Uh, wasn't it a bit conven- too convenient? I mean, five miles from the barracks, no- that's nothing. How could they have been hidden for three years with Jen searching for them all that time? Because um, they didn't want to be found. I, I think, yeah, number one, I'm, I'm not sure that they wanted to be found. As far as being relaxed, it seemed to me like, you know, hey, hanging out on the beach, you know, and and, and learning how to survive and being free of cancer. It, it, we, they made it clear that they didn't want to leave the island. Right, absolutely. They made it very clear that they weren't leaving. And, and this response right here, as funny as it is. Oh, hell no. That is, Great. She, she was not excited to be found. No. She is like she and, and I don't have the rest of the clip here, but it's like, listen, every time you guys come around, you, you guys are always fighting and shooting each you're, other. You're trouble. Yeah, I we don't want anything to do with you. And I love that the dog's with them. Don't go be flashing nothing. I don't want to go anywhere. That's right. We're happy. Leave us alone. All right. So uh let's move on to the next one here. Um Jacob and the proxy. This is also from Mark Grace. And he says, I just realized that Jacob had a big hand to play with the proxy of Ajira 316. Charlie Pace's guitar was carried on board by Hurley. Therefore, another elemental proxy that enabled the Losties to flash back into time into the 70s. Therefore, if Jacob helped with the proxy, he definitely wanted Jack and Kate and the others to return to the island. Perhaps Jacob's dying words won't, uh, let's see, won't of distress? I don't know what that says. Anyway, perhaps Jacob was saying they're coming. Uh, Let's see here. And um, as they are coming to get you, Esau. All right. So basically he's saying that instead of these being a words of distress, they're coming to get you. Right. Therefore, the losses will flash from the 70s to the present time frame and come out to put things right. I like mm-hmm. that. In fact, you know what, Mark? It's an interesting theory. It's a pretty good one. I like that one. So let, let's go back and see Flash or Explosion real quickly here. Ah, oh, there we go. See, now we got more votes. And, uh, oh, check it out. Flash, Juliet lives 54%. Actually, 54.5%. Explosion, Juliet dies, only 18%. That's the least likely answer. And uh, 27.3% of you said both Juliet fries. All right. I like that. I like doing the live poll during the show. That was <laughs> that was nifty. All right. All right. So, and uh, let's move to Jacob's visits. Mary uh, J had uh, started this thread. She says, I thought it was interesting how Jacob came to visit Sawyer and Kate as children, but visit the rest of the Losties as adults. In fact, some of them, like Hurley and Saeed, he didn't visit until after they had left the island. Do you think there's any significance to that? And uh, Stephanie, you want to read what Faith says? Sure. I think he was just looking for the moments where they needed a push in the right direction. It 
It just so happened that Kate and James needed it at a far younger age. I'm also curious about his visit to Jack. Everyone's moments seem so significant, yet Jack's was after an extremely significant moment, and it was to hand him an Apollo bar. I can't recall, but did Jacob say something to him that could have moved Jack in the right direction to become a leader of sorts or a savior if we want to take that route? Hmm. What did he say to him? I can't remember what he did say, but... um. The, the one thing that I will say, my, my initial thought to this whole Jacob appearing to people, is it possible that maybe he appeared several different places? Maybe he it appeared. It could be, yeah, and that these were just the first ones that we've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he didn't also visit them randomly. Or, of course, the problem would be, the, you know, being recognized after a couple times. Like a little deja vu, mm-hmm. do I know you kind of thing. Hey, I want to say thank well, you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, can I read Eric Fisher's um, yes. post from, from Jacob's visits? Yes. Okay, Jack's made sense to me. It seemed as if he was correcting Jack's interpretation of what just happened. He was telling him that his dad was giving him a little push instead of a timeout. Saeed's um, was strange to me because all he did was get Nadia killed unless the purpose was to keep Saeed from being hit too. That's what I thought. I thought it was the purpose there. because Was to keep Saeed from being... Yeah, I thought yeah. that both Saeed and Nadia were going to be killed. Mm-hmm. And Jacob kept Saeed from being Absolutely. killed. Absolutely. Um, so I think his visits were definitely multi-purpose. He visited some as children, some before the crash, some after they had left the island. And I bet there are more we have not seen. I also wonder if Jacob visits, Jacob's visits will be a major flashback element for the last season. Very cool. Hey, let's go back and check out the next thread. It's called They're Coming, and it was started by Faith. She says, right before Jacob dies, he says, They're Coming. Do you think that he's referring to Alana, Bram, and such? Or do you think he's referring to Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and such? At first, I was thinking that it had to be Alana's group. But what if he's talking about the return of the 70s losties to the present? Now, see, I, I didn't... White flashlight! Yeah, I didn't think for a second that it was... That it was. Br- Thank you, Faith. I like. That. Yeah, I I didn't think about that, I, and and of course that's a possibility as well. Their mm-hmm. coming could have been Elana Br- and Bram and and that bunch, but I immediately because that would have that would have needed to been they're here, because while he's in there stabbing Jacob and dying, they were there showing Richard John Locke's dead body. Right, but they're coming inside. Happy. Could have been. Okay, that's that, that. It's either here one way or the other. But anyway. The the thing is, it, it's a good question. And let's see what um, Mary J says. I like this. It's just another way to support the possibility that Juliet, Jack, and the gang are flashing back to the future. Other World says, um, I think he's talking to of the Losties returning from the 70s. How can we make a flash forward? I can't wait nine months. No doubt. And then, uh, just, Stephanie, you want to read what Just Sue wrote? I'd love to. If all this stuff would stop popping up on your screen. What's all popping up on my screen? Okay. Um, okay. Just Sue? Is that who I'm reading? Yes. Okay. I think he meant Richard, um, Alana, and the gang coming after coming after the fake lock. I still want to believe Jack's group flashed forward in time, but that blinding flash was accompanied by a kaboom. I didn't hear a kaboom. Um, granted, the bomb could could have 
um, gone off simultaneously with the time with a time flash. Why did Jacob give the other guy a heads up about the people coming? Whoever he meant. Whoever he meant. Was there a kaboom? I don't remember a kaboom. Although it makes sense that there is a kaboom. Doug in Atlanta asks, "Where's the kaboom?" Also, yeah, I, I it makes sense that there would be a kaboom, whether or not. You know, but I think they flashed before it did any damage to them is my feeling on this okay. one. And the reason why I think that is, I think there's a kaboom because there was a quote unquote incident. Right. You know, Tess says, I'm not sure it's a heads up so much as an expression of relief that they're coming. It almost sounded to me like a moment of victory. Ah. Like even though, even though this Esau guy thinks that he's got the one up that, that Jacob has a moment of victory in saying they're coming. Gotcha. I like that, Tess. I like that, too. I like that. All right, let's move on to Amanda from Michigan, who started so a thread called Nadia's Demise. Think about all this. She says that was hard to watch. But if I was remembering right, didn't Saeed say that she was shot? How does that jive with the car wreck? And Wayne Henderson's, I seem to remember the same thing. Either way, that was an extremely realistic and shocking hit and run accident. Amanda says, we've been talking about it at work, and we think that Ben sh- showed Saeed pictures of her being shot. But he got, let's see, but when he got to her. What? When he got to her to be an assassin. When it uh, got to him to be an assassin. But it still doesn't make sense. Okay. And Faith says, I remember Saeed saying he it was a car accident. The pictures. Yeah, Ben, ben showed, showed him were, the pictures of the man driving the car. Ah, Okay. And then Abby D Thank says, I remember Saeed saying it was a car accident too. Ben shoved, showed him the photo. Okay. Just Sue says, didn't, re- didn't that remind anyone else of Juliet's husband getting hit by the speeding bus? I didn't think about that until just now. So thank you for that. I think Jacob killed them both. I, I don't know about that one. Hmm? Jacob wasn't there. I don't know if he orchestrated that one or not. I think Jacob killed is- both who? What? Both uh, Juliet's husband and Nadia. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Um, we did not see Jacob in Juliet's flashback. Number one, um, Jacob didn't bring Juliet to the island. Ben did, and so I disagree with that. Yeah, the only thing is, is that um, I don't think Jacob killed Nadia. No, I, I think, think he Jacob saved, saved Saeed. Saeed. Absolutely. You know, I and and if there's anything, it, it seemed to me that. That, you know, it did seem to me like there was a uh, there was Jacob who was fighting for the side of the good of people and and Esau, if we if we're going to call him that was the one who just was flat out. You know what? You're wrong. These people are evil and and it's all bad. And so, you know, but I I mean, you know, we're all entitled to our own theories and opinions. So that's cool. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on to some other things there because uh, you, and you can read the rest of that thread if you head over to gspn.tv/forum. Another biblical tie. Mary J put this in here. She says, "In the past, we thought that Jacob might represent God, John could represent Jesus, and the smoke monster, the Holy Spirit. But the other, but after tonight's episode, I have another theory. Jacob represents Jesus, the living John. Uh, let's see, the living John." And the man who, let's see, and the man on the beach in the first scene, uh, which would be Esau that we're calling, uh, is Lucifer. And Ben is representing Judas, 
What do you think? This could be a loophole that he was looking for. Um, Faith says, I like this. It makes perfect sense. Ben followed Jacob with no questions asked, yet he was the first to betray him and cause he... And uh, cause his death. And cause his death. And Jacob is like Jesus, the one opposing figure to... Has to be Lucifer. Okay. And then just Sue, you want to read that? I know we were given the impression that Jacob was the good, sympathetic character, but I don't know about that. Um, yeah, he was wearing a white shirt, but the writers love giving us the wrong Im- initial impression about people. In that first conversation, Nameless Guy was complaining about visitors because they always end up fighting. An evil person wouldn't have a problem with that. I see Jacob as a user. The other guy is fed up with him, and that's why he wants to kill him. They come, fight, destroy, corrupt. It always ends the same. It only ends once. Everything before that is progress. I think that they are arguing about changing the timeline. They've seen it play out over and over because Jacob keeps trying to change it. Everyone who comes to the island are his pawns. It's an interesting theory. It's really now, good. Now, you know what? That that does give a different view. And, and see, and now if, if just Sue is thinking that, I can see how she could think, you know, that he would be capable of killing Nadia. I still stick by, I like thinking that Jacob's good, but now at least you've given me some insight into how you can interpret Jacob as being bad, and I can see that as a possibility. So thank you for for throwing that in there as well. All right, anti-Jacob and Claire. Claire? Claire was in this? They did make, they were very specific to mention Claire. Yeah, this is from Badger. In the finale. Uh, Badger writes, some seems like people are beginning to believe that the new anti-Jacob impersonates dead people, Christian, Locke. So what does this mean for Claire? Is she alive and believe, uh, and she believed Christian to be Christian, just like Richard and everyone else believed John Locke to be John Locke? Uh, I ask this because anti-Jacob can't impersonate two people, can he? Uh, also, didn't Christian tell Locke that he was representing Jacob? My head hurts. And that's, she actually wrote that, and I agree. And then you want to read what Tess wrote there? Mm-hmm. I'd agree with you. I think... Um, Anti-Jacob. I I got it. Okay. AJ. We're, we're going to say AJ for anti-Jacob. Okay. I'd agree with you. I think AJ can use the image of dead people and their memories, apparently, to manipulate people. Smokey also seems to have the ability to read people's memories. It's unclear exactly how Smokey and AJ are related to each other. It also seems that AJ can't be two people at the same time. Hence, when Christian is around, Fake Lock had to briefly disappear. And similarly, uh, when Ben encounters dead Alex, Fake Lock is again handily absent. Um, I think the mythology of AJ equals God of the Underworld also fits in with this ability to appear as dead people. And with Smokey as the um, guardian of Hades. Okay. Uh, This would suggest that AJ and Smokey are separate but working together. So you're right. It doesn't bode well for Claire if she's been sucked into AJ's web of lies. On the other hand, she may be dead, but then we have 
seen both Christian and Claire together in Jacob's cabin, which would go against the one-at-a-time rule above. The Jacob-slash-AJ battle also explains the odd apparent contradictions in the instructions Claire and Kate kept receiving with regard to Aaron. At various times, they were instructed that Aaron must go to the island and that Aaron must not go to the island. This would make sense if Aaron's presence on the island was desired by one of Jacob or AJ and not wanted by the other. You got it? Yeah. Okay. I seem to recall Darleton saying Claire would return in season six, but maybe I am imagining it. And who knows? Maybe there's just another plot line that was overtaken. Maybe that's just another plot line that was overtaken by events. I'll tell you what. It's time for a random audio clip. <laughs> Untie the crate. Why do we even bring this Yahoo? Because we might need him. For what? He didn't know the answer to the question. That doesn't mean he's not important. What, you think he's a candidate? A candidate for what? All right, see, let's see here. I agree. Let's just skip down to Eric Fisher, who agrees with Cliff, because I like that. I know you do. <laughs> Eric Fisher says, uh, there, now that I know Cliff is reading. <laughs> That's funny. He says, there, now that I know that Where Cliff is. Where are you is, at? This is in the forum. under. But- it's called, I agree with Cliff. <laughs> hyphen smoky. Okay, I got it. I agree with Cliff. All right, she he says there. Now I agree now that I know that Cliff is reading, I like everyone else for the most part thought that Smokey was appearing as different dead people. However, I have changed my mind. Thank you. Smokey is not Jacob or Beardface uh from the beginning of the episode. Esau. Okay, okay. I think that the key to this whole thing is Esau, whoever whatever he is. I think he's the key to understanding what the show's main plot is. We've seen him flat out impersonate Locke, citing the discussion between fake Locke and Jacob under the statue and at the end about the loophole. So I assume he is also impersonating Christian. And I would also say that um, he probably had a lot to do with appearing as Alex to Ben. Remember that scene? And you noticed that Locke was nowhere around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seems- I just read that. Okay. I was, <laughs> was that Tess? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it Tess. was t- I just read that, Cliff. I was, I was checked out for a little bit. I apologize. I even asked you, did you catch all I, that? I know, and I... You lied. I, well, yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> I, didn't you just have a whole huge discussion with me? On the Grey's Anatomy podcast about lying and how you should never do that. Yeah, probably. My main standard. Eric Fisher says, my main point is this. Uh, We now know that there is an entity, uh, which Beardface is what he calls him, Uh that impersonates dead people. We have not ever literally seen Smokey visually transform into these people. I agree with you. Uh, I think that Beardface is the impersonator and that Smokey is something other. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I like that. All right, let's move on to something else. Do you, you you pick out another one? There's lots of other things to choose from. You pick the next one. It doesn't have to be in order. You got to be quick. I'm working on, on it. Or I'll tell you what. I'm not that quick on this computer. Well, Just, you, I got to wait I, for I, it to I, move. I'm going to do a random audio clip then. Okay. That's all I was going to tell you. Gosh. I wish you never showed me what was in this damn box. The hell are you going to do with it anyway? Mm-hmm. We need to show it to somebody. What for? So they'll know who they're up against. 
What exactly are they up against? Something a hell of a lot scarier than what's in this box, Frank. Don't worry, though. As long as you're with us, you're fine. I'd be reassuring if I knew who you were, friend. We are the good guys. In my experience, the people go out of their way to tell you that the good guys are the bad guys. There you go. Did you find one, Steph? I did. All right, go ahead. I picked James and Juliet. All right, then we're on James and Juliet, threads created by Faith. Faith. Absolutely. Okay, these are Faith's words, and I don't agree with her first her first sentence here. Okay. okay. I know she's gone. No one survives a bomb blast, let alone injuries from falling down that hole. But I got my wish. And James showed his love for Juliet to an extent that there was no question that he loved her more than anything else. All the mystery and newfound Jacob connections were awesome. Uh, But that scene, wow, just wow. I'm getting a little sniffly thinking about it. All right. So let me let me say something. I totally agree with you about how awesome the scene was. And 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 it would be enough to kind of satisfy that relationship right there. But I don't think it's over. I don't believe there was an explosion. Or if there was, I think they they would transport before it happens. And number two, the island can heal. And she obviously was strong enough to beat some, that thing up against the bomb. So yep. and Abby responded, said, I cried when she let go of his hand. Um, his reaction was so heartbreaking. However, we don't know if she's actually dead. We just saw a white flash. Who knows what happened on the island? Just Sue says, I think they're both dead in that timeline. And I think that Richard said he saw them all die. What he meant was that he saw them all die. Okay. Uh, I don't know. That's just me not knowing how to read. I'm sure she probably wrote that in where it made a lot of sense. Anyway, I don't know how they'll manage to bring them back next season, but if, uh, but if it's just them lying around in the grass like Locke and Desmond after the failsafe explosion, I'll be very disappointed in the writers. Um, let's see here. They're, let's see. They were all at ground zero of a nuclear detonation. Of course, we don't know that it detonated, I don't believe. Um, and I can see how Eloise and Richard surviving because they have still been underground in the tunnels. The rest of them would have all jumped through time to avoid getting killed by that bomb. Hey, maybe it's that they were, let's see, what the bright light was. Maybe the island yanked them out of 1977 at just the right moment. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm really hoping for. Yeah. I mean, that's the theory that I want to believe. Um, I agree with you, um, Jesu, in that if they just wake up in the in the desert, you know, or in the desert, in the jungle naked, like Locke and Desmond, that will be kind of disappointing because they've done that. And if there's anything that we know about our lost writers is that they should not be repeating storylines. Right. And my goodness, does this thread continue on and on? So anyway, if you want to check that out, it's under James and Juliet in the forum. I loved that part. Loved that part. I'm going to one more. Um, Anne says Elizabeth Mitchell's performance was great. It was. I will give you one more. It was phenomenal. Yes. It, it really, she did such a good job. I, and you know what? I've never, I loved it. I've never been a Sawyer fan. I know. And his, Nor have his I. reaction when was, he was amazing just as well. Just as breathtaking. It, um, they, they both, those two deserve to be nominated for all kinds of stuff. It, it, it was just beautiful. You saw, I mean, 
in the um both in both of these episodes leading up to that moment and um at the end of of what would have been i guess episode 15 um you could see the pain in Juliet's face from the doubt that began to sink into her from the way he looked at Kate. Okay. You could see that pain. Elizabeth Mitchell did a fantastic job showing that pain. And when all of that came up and none of it mattered anymore, as she let go of his hand or was beginning to let go of his hand and said, I love you so much. It was beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. And, probably one of my favorite parts and I will continue to hold on to the fact that she's not dead based on that scene alone it was just beautiful awesome well let's see here Anita called in on our listener line and she had two things to say so let's see what her first call was about hey Cliff and Stephanie this is Anita Burnham from the Glocal Family Podcast calling for the Lost Podcast and you guys are talking about um, Charles Woodmore putting his hand on Ellie's stomach. Well, I I watch everything in caption, and he actually said, "You're not." Oh wait, that's from last week, and she we we already played that. I think you did. Yeah, I don't remember that's, hearing it. Oh well, anyways, that was. But we talked about it. Yeah, and and so he but, actually spoke the line. Right, and I apologize, Anita. That was from the last one, but this one is from this week. Hey guys, it's Anita from the Glocal Family Podcast, and I just want to say, Stephanie, you are right on. Oh, I'm calling for the last podcast. Stephanie, you were right on that um, Juliet is pregnant. I saw her holding her belly, and I was like, yeah, she's got to be pregnant. And then when she came back and changed her mind and said that she was actually going to help him, I was like, that that was the longing that her baby would never be. That's what I thought. Anyway, um, talk to you ladies later. Bye. Juliet changing her mind reminds me of a random audio clip. He won't stop! That's because he's right. What? He's right. James, we have to do this. What are you talking about? You're the one who told me to come back here and stop him. What happened? I changed my mind. Sounds like a pregnant woman to me. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) Hey, now. I'm just kidding. You changed your I mind. I got a right to know why you changed your mind. I changed my mind when I saw you look at her. Don't, don't. I don't care who I looked at. I'm with you. And you would stay with me forever if I let you. And that is why I will always love you. If I never meet you. If I never meet you, then I'll never have to lose you. Hmm. Yeah. That was an awesome scene, too. Or our baby. Let's move on to one last caller, and then uh, maybe we can look. Do you want to look at some other stuff in the forum? That's fine. All right. What's wrong? Nothing. All right. You didn't hear me. No. Hi, this is Robert in Miami, and I was calling in regard to the lost season finale. I wanted to touch on two things. The first thing is that Adam and Eve, um, I don't believe that it is um, Rose and Bernard because they've been flashing through time as the rest of the losties have been flashing through time. So if this explosion causes them to flash back to 2007, then I would say that Rose and Bernard should also flash as well unless they have to be in a direct radius. And the second thing was 
I can understand why nobody would be suspecting that it was uh, a lock that was in that crate. Because if you remember, um, Alana uh, already had the crate and already knew what was in the crate from when she was standing there and talking to Locke on the beach. So at that time, and before Locke and Ben took off in the in the in the boat or the canoe to get to the other uh, to the other island, they had already seen Locke's body in the in the cargo hold of the plane. So why would anybody suspect that she would know that the person that she's talking to is not Locke and not say anything or do anything? So I can understand because I was totally gone and lost, lost, was lost as well. But great, great episode. And now the question is, who was, uh, who was Christian actually working for? Why did um, uh, Jacob allow Ben to kill him? Because he knew that's what Ben came for. So I believe Jacob allowed himself to die because he has a plan still in motion. And who was in the cabin that asked Locke to help me? Was that, quote-unquote, Esau? I believe that Jacob had Esau trapped inside the cabin. Um, I watched another TV show, Supernatural, and they always do have demon traps in a circle, and if the circle is broken, then the demon is able to escape. And I think that Jacob had, quote-unquote, Esau trapped inside the cabin, and that's why they had the the circle of ash. It's an interesting theory. And maybe when Locke came out and he touched the circle, that's somehow how Esau was able to get free and put his, put everything into motion. So John actually did help, unfortunately. Um, enjoyed your podcast. I uh, just started listening to it like two episodes ago. So I'm looking forward to hearing more from you guys. Take care. Robert, thank you so much for that. Very I- cool. Um, I want to comment on a few things. Do we know that Alana knew what was in the box? I don't know. That's my question. Okay. For Robert, do do we know that she knew what was in the box? Okay. Um and second, something he said which I cannot remember exactly. Um oh, he said that that Jacob would have known that Ben was coming to kill him and that he had a plan in motion. So maybe like Richard told John you have to die to bring them back. Jacob has to die to bring them back. To bring our losties back from 1977. Okay. Since it happened at the same time that the white light and the supposed nuclear, or yeah, whatever. Nuclear. You said it. I know. I love that. You like it? (laughs) That was great. (laughs) I said it. Um, Ah, Anyway. um, (laughs) I don't care, honestly. (laughs) Um, It's getting late. Do you have that other thought? That Jacob would, would that Jacob had to die to bring them back. Okay. And using the similarities between if if John was in fact if John was in fact the chosen leader and Richard said you have to die to bring them back. Okay. Yes. The and uh, which now we know that was Esau who actually told Richard to tell John that you have to die to bring them back. Yes. Um Anyway, I don't know. It's the theory's just kind of it's still it's, coming together in my head, but I like it. And, and the chat room seems to be I don't very know if receptive. It makes any sense at all? But 
No, they they they're 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 eating it up there. All right. So um, the only other thing I would like to say is that um, it, it I think it was very evident, and I completely one hundred percent agree with you, Robert. That um, either Jacob was trapped in the 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 cabin by Esau, or Esau was trapped in the cabin by Jacob. One or the other. I don't know who it was at this point. How well, well, I really like the idea of it being Esau trapped in the cabin by Jacob, especially now that my mind just told me that it was Esau that told Richard to tell John, you have to die to come back. It would then that would have made it Esau to tell John, help me. Okay. Does that all make sense? I, no, because now my head is spinning. <laughs> but I love that I made your head spin. That's pretty cool. But... but <laughs> I, they here's the thing the whole idea of them being trapped the fact is the whole scene with Alana going to the cabin in my mind sets this up perfectly the only reason they show that scene is they show that number one that whoever was supposed whoever was there whether it was Esau or Jacob is no longer there okay and they made a very very huge point to show the the ash that surrounded it yes. the circle they they made a huge point to point out the fact that it was broken and i think somebody said wasn't it hurley that did that uh but either way whether it was Locke or hurley but the circle had been broken and therefore set free yeah, it was a caller who said that the circle had been broken by hurley. by hurley and then that's why the cabin was like following him yeah very, very cool stuff. The only other thing that I have right now, I mean, there, there's tons of other things, honestly, that, that we could go into, but um, I want to slowly wrap this up so we're not up until 2 o'clock in the morning is when I went to bed Wednesday night. I wasn't that far ahead of you, I know. I know. So uh, anyway, let's see here. The only other thing I wanted to say Do is that... Do you want that, a chat room report? Uh, yes. Is mo- Oh, I don't have Skype um, up and running. Um, how can I get Michaela in here? I don't know. Um, I could, pa- I'll tell you what, Stephanie, will you do me a favor? Can you reach down and bye everybody and, and push the power button on that other computer? I'll be back. <laughs> Stephanie will be back in just a second. And while she's doing that, I will tell you guys, um, I got, um, do, 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 do. I think his name is Cyrix is, is the name. And he says, hello, I am a free audio listener of your weekly Lost podcast, and I heard your last free Lost podcast, and you were wondering if Jacob had four toes. I can confirm that he has five toes in his feet. And it's um, basically, it's at one minute and 45 seconds. What'd you say? He was barefoot on the beach. He was barefoot on the beach. Exactly, Stephanie says. And uh, I'm sorry for my English. Anyway, uh, keep up the work and bye. And so basically he shared with us um, an image and I'm going to throw this. I'm copying the link now and I'm putting this into the chat room for everyone. And uh, if you click on that, that should take you to the larger image and you can see. And uh, our friend there had even numbered the toes. One, two, three, four, five. That's awesome. (laughs) So um, I like the idea that somebody said, Stephanie, um, that it was maybe there was another civilization mm-hmm. there prior and and so that's why the statue was there so uh we're just waiting for the Skype computer to um to um fire up here and as soon as it does we'll bring 
Michaela on. And uh, what I'm going to do until then is pause our recording. All right, so we have Michaela on the line. And Michaela, you want to give us a little bit of a report of all the wonderful conversations that have been going on in the chat room that we maybe missed while we were covering and reading other things. So tell us what's going on in there. Indeed, I do. Um, first of all, everyone wants, you, everyone wants Steph to kick you for your comment about pregnant women's memories <laughs> or changing their mind. So, so that would be that would be good. Um, we also believe, as a group, I think there's a consensus that Alana had opened the coffin and had opened the box and knew what was going on early on. Um, so that's uh, interesting. Um, and there is a bit of debate over when the cabin was actually used by Jacob. So they said that um, he hadn't been there for a very long time. Um, I guess there's three years have passed on the island since um, the Losties were there. So was Jacob in the cabin when Ben and Locke visited or was Ben lying or what's the story there? Um, and there's a lot of confusion over who is good and who is bad and who is so-called evil. Um, everybody's just, I think, theory overload and trying to work it all out is, is a bit confusing. Um, James says that Elizabeth Mitchell is um, coming up on another show on CBS. Uh, I'm not really sure what that might be, but um, I'm sure you can check that out if I you'd sh- like. I think she's coming up on the um, on ABC on the show V which is an alien oh, okay. show. Okay. I think. Interesting. I'm checking it out right and, now. Okay, cool. And um, there's consensus that she's our one of our very favorite um, characters and that her acting was excellent this season. Superb. Indeed. So that's a bit of a rundown for the chat room tonight. Excellent. Well, thank you for keeping the pulse of the community in the live show. We really appreciate that. We try to keep up with as much as we can in between reading and playing and stuff like that, playing the buttons and trying to listen to each other. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, it's great to hear from you. We haven't seen you for a while. I know that uh, you've got a new job there and, and uh, lots of, lots of, uh, I I guess you got a long commute now. Is that correct? Well, I did have, it was an hour and a half each way for a few months. And now, um, now I've moved closer to work, but I've been away, um, for work a lot recently so I haven't been able to watch the shows before the live Weekly Lost podcast um, was being recorded so I haven't been able to jump in because I'd be spoiled so it's a bit of a, a pain but now it's I've caught up and, and we're on hiatus so I'll be able to join in. Very good. Well I really appreciate you helping us out with that and it's always wonderful to hear your voice again and so uh, and, and, and <laughs> um, I'm, I, I see that I got another uh, Father Bob podcast downloaded. And we did. We recorded the other night. So I'll be Sorry, listening. Steph. No I was just gonna, I don't need to say again I just love to hear your voice anytime. <laughs> yes well I'm trying to get Father Bob onto Twitter so um if you want to follow him, I'm trying to convince him to, to tweet at Father Bob. So keep an I, eye on that. I will I will definitely do that. Thank you very much, Michaela. No problem. All right. Bye-bye. Alrighty, so uh, so it does appear that Elizabeth Mitchell is going to be on the remake of the alien television show V. Okay. Which was really gross. I remember watching that with my parents when I was a kid. Really? I don't know why my parents let some let me watch some of the TV that we watched. There was an, uh, a show called V. It was called V. Yeah, and there are these aliens who who uh. pose as as humans. And um, anyway, 
there, there's the picture here of the woman peeling her skin, her like fake human skin off to yes. reveal her scaly alien face. And I remember watching that when I was a, a little girl and just thinking that was absolutely disgusting. And they ate like hamsters and stuff. It was gross. It was a gross show. Um, and they're going to remake it, you know, because they've run out of original ideas. I guess. And um, it, it looks like it's going to be on ABC. It's currently saying that it's in production. So. Mm. Very, yeah. very, very interesting to say the least. Well, folks. But I would watch it with Elizabeth Mitchell in it. I would probably watch it with Elizabeth Mitchell as well. Well, that is our review of the season five finale of Lost. Uh, what we're going to do here is I'm going to tell you a couple things. First off, um, people have asked, what are we? what's it going to look like? What's the uh, summer hiatus going to look like? Um uh, we are not. Go- we're we're gonna move away. We are. We are definitely a weekly lost we're podcast. We're gonna move away. Well, yeah, that's what you said. We're gonna we're gonna move away from our weekly uh, edition of the lost podcast. We do need a little time to recuperate and recover. Uh, do stay subscribed to the weekly lost podcast because we will be randomly coming to you with episodes to keep you guys company. In the meantime, however, I really, really, really hope that you guys will give us a try on some of our other podcasts. If you haven't done so done so already, Stephanie has a wonderful podcast that she does with her best friend, and it's called The Full-Time Mom. I guarantee you, if you listen to one episode, you will be hooked. In fact, I encourage you to go to Full-Time Mom Podcast. Dot com fulltime mom podcast.com go back one episode to episode number 82 and listen and see if you can find out why it was titled how's your vagina that's all I'm saying <laughs> I promise you it's we so gotta start naming our own shows. I know I told you that I know I promise you if you listen to the episode is it's probably just a little bit more innocent than what you think a but, little bit or a lot more innocent <laughs> than what you think but it was a great episode and I guarantee you, you listen to it, you're hooked. I mean, we even got, well, I won't say his name, but a certain somebody is there every <laughs> single week in the live show now. Anyway, some other shows we do. Stephanie and I do a show together um, called Family from the Heart. You can find it at familyfromtheheart.com. And I don't know about you guys, but listen, have you found yourself getting a little bit discouraged about how much you sit in front of a computer? Have you ever uh, been feeling a little bit guilty about how much time you spend at work? Uh, Is your life spinning out of control? Are you getting no physical activity? Your waist is getting bigger by the day? Well, perhaps you need to pursue a balanced life. And that's exactly uh, what I've redone uh, my blog as, and I've turned My Crazy Life podcast, and it is now the Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast. Go over to pursuingabalancedlife.com, check out the blog, and uh, you'll eventually find some links to some episodes there as well. There's a lot more. You could find a total of like 20-some-odd shows over at gspn.tv, and we hope that you'll check us out over the summer hiatus and that you will join the community. Until next time, Stephanie, stay Stay lost. lost.